Hi, this is John from the JNR Basketball Podcast, and I wanted to let you know about today's sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is your one stop for all your daily fantasy needs. They got football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. All of them are waiting for you on Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and receive a deposit match of up to $100. There's a lot more to Underdog Fantasy than just daily fantasy. Check out the Pick'em as well as the rival entries that are available on both the site and the easy-to-use app. So, sign up today, use promo code JNR, or check out the link in the podcast description. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you doing this Sunday evening? Very good, man. I'm just happy to see uh, some of these Suns players back finally, you know, so that makes me real happy. But how are you? Yes, uh, I'm doing good. The The injury cycle is just all over the place. Yeah, Right now, the Suns are getting healthy, when not too long ago, they were not getting healthy. And that's that's life in the NBA. You have yeah. your scheduled rest, and you have your unexpected injuries, and it really changes the DNA of a team when, when some of those key players go down. It sure does. Yeah, Sun, Suns even played against the, the Nets, you know, the New Jersey Nets, and of course, we won that one because they don't have a Durant there right now. So that was yeah. nice to get a win finally for the Suns there. But yeah, just uh, just happy. What do you think about celebrities sitting courtside? What's your overall take on that? Do you care? I mean, it's expected, right? Because they're the most expensive seats. Sure. So yeah, I don't, I don't care for it. I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, I just, I actually, I think I like it. You know, I like seeing celebrities on the side because... I don't know. It's just, just something about that status of those seats. You know, it's like those seats that you could only wish to like sit in. You know? Ultra so, VIP. Yeah. Right. The seats that we'll never have unless they're given to us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about celebrities sitting courtside and talking trash to the players? That's expected too. I mean, if we sat there, it, we'd be talking trash too. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if I had Beverly in front of me, I'd be like, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know I, would, I don't know if I would talk trash just because I'm a big fan of the rule where one player should be allowed to fight one fan a year. And I'll just assume that that's in play. <laughs> I don't want to be the fan that gets, that gets fought. But the reason I bring this up is if you haven't seen it on the news, it's been talked about quite a bit. Shannon Sharp was sitting courtside at a Lakers game and he started John with some of the Memphis players. And it, it turned into kind of a, a an altercation maybe where they had to be separated and, and everything. Yeah. Did you see the replay on this? So I saw a little bit of it, but I was really trying to stay away from it because I don't I don't care about that kind of drama. Like it's all over Twitter yeah. and all over the news, you know, so I just kind of skipped over it. But yeah, just tell me what happened exactly. Yeah, I you know, I tend to skip over this as well because most of the time it's like a, a know-nothing celebrity. But Shannon Sharp right. is an NFL Hall of Famer mm-hmm. and he works for ESPN and he's a huge LeBron fan. So all yeah. of those are interesting sort of dynamic that it brings up, but apparently he said something to Dylan Brooks about how he's too guard, he's too short to guard LeBron. So Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. told him basically to f off. To which Shannon Sharp said f off. This was as the the second quarter was expiring right before halftime, and then they they kind of got into it more, and and Stephen Adams jumped in front of him, and apparently John Moran's dad was there, and they <laughs> got into it as well, and they were all brought back to the tunnel, and it was mm-hmm. it was really a weird situation and you know they they diffused it team or is jaw's dad and and shannon sharp hugged and shook hands afterwards so they they made their peace but 
it was kind of weird. And then it was weird that they let him back onto the floor after that. Because I feel like if you're involved in an altercation with players and they have to remove you and take you to like a tunnel during halftime, I feel like at that point you've you've lost your right to a seat, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm surprised they let him back after that. Because you disrupted the game, you know? So why would they want him back? I mean, yeah, interesting. It was it was kind of weird. So Shannon Sharp has some interesting quotes. Uh, I'll, I'll read it here. He started to come at me and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Jaw came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. <laughs> then the dad came and he obviously he obviously didn't want no problems. <laughs> but stupid. I wanted <laughs> but I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. <laughs> it's just like the rambling of a angry man and i just it's kind of funny in some yeah. ways but i mean he yes shannon sharp is a former football player absolutely could probably take on most of the general public oh, yeah. but these guys are current professional athletes steven adams is literally like grizzly he's adams. A giant. i mean he's yep. a massive man <laughs> yeah i don't think you want to start anything with him no and so it was just it was just a weird weird sort of dynamic and then yeah when they let him back on the court uh the 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 best quote i've seen from this is dylan brooks when they asked him if he should be allowed to return to their seats and this is this is a very interesting jab a regular pedestrian like him no he should have never come back into the game but it's la so that's a really i mean he's a hall of famer right he's not a regular pedestrian and he's not just like a eh, football player either right shannon sharp was arguably one of the greatest tight ends to ever play football so calling him a regular pedestrian like that is yeah that's weird pretty pretty dirty and like you said like he's he's on yeah he's on espn he's with the skip bayless on tv you know they they go yeah they go back and forth you know on there so yeah that's i don't understand why brooks is saying all this stuff too and so the thing that caused it all was just shannon was just being a fan right he just said something like all the fans scream you know and but for some reason is it because it's shannon that it's because he's a celebrity that dylan brooks engaged that's Mm -hmm. my guess so do you think that, that they should just guess, put yeah. normal fans in those seats and then put the fans like in the boxes or something? Like no, if you, I mean, if you have a certain day, status, like you're not allowed down there. I, I, I kind of agree with you. They're going to talk trash. You're going to talk trash. There's people yeah. that won't. But if they're going to talk trash, it's up to the players to, t- to tune that out and just right. do their job. And if you want to start interacting with fans, then don't get all pissy when – you know, they talk trash better than you do. Because <laughs> yes. I think that's ultimately what it was, is that Shannon Sharp is a better trash talker than Dylan Brooks. Yeah. So, you know, it just escalated from there. But yeah, if if, if you're going to let what a fan, because he's at that point, he's a fan, right? He's a yep. courtside fan. If you're going to let that get into your head, ooh, that's, that's scary. You should well, not be in that position. That should never right. happen. Shannon Sharp's from a different time when trash talking was allowed too, so he has a lot of experience with that. Oh, where I mean, nowadays NFL, you're not really allowed to talk trash like no, that, you know. So they talk trash like that in the NFL still. There's no cameras or, or microphones on the field, and sometimes you yeah. even hear it. Well, I mean, there, there's a big but, difference from how it was back in the day compared to how it is now. You know what I'm saying? Back in back in the day when you played in the NFL, exactly right. Or, when I was no, lining up I, as tight I, ends, I don't know. right, right across I'm, from Shannon Sharp. I'm sure it's probably pretty similar in football. I would say it's probably changed a lot in basketball. Yeah. Would be just because of the the more access you have in basketball, right? There's more cameras courtside. There's more microphones courtside. People are mic'd up now. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why. But yeah, I guess they're mic'd up in football too. Maybe they take – I don't know. 
I don't know, but Shannon Sharp could definitely talk some trash. I mean, he's on TV. He's on a show. If, if you're not familiar with Shannon Sharp, he's on a show called Undisputed, which is absolutely terrible. I can't stand watching it. It's <laughs> basically know. just him and Skip Bayless yelling at each other. And yeah. It's just obnoxious. But because of his history in the NFL, because of his history on that show, he is very quick-witted. So I, I don't yeah. think you're ever going to out-trash talk him. Yeah, unless just you're like, like that. Like, Steve. Steve. A, a roast comedian or something, right? Jeffrey <laughs> exactly. Ross maybe could, but it's just like that Stephen A. Smith show too. You know, it's just same thing. I don't like when they just argue about whatever topic is it, it is. You know, so but yeah, yeah it's just very the... weird that why why did the players let it get to that point? Like it's just someone trash talking. So why even talk back to the fans, no matter who it is, whether it's exactly. celebrity or not? Just like you said, you know, just leave it alone and just play ball. I mean, yeah, you're gonna get yelled at the whole entire night. And if he's truly, quote unquote, a regular pedestrian, then why are you letting him get into your head? So Good point. Yeah, I think I think they sh- they they definitely uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of funny. And it's, mm-hmm. it's certainly turned into a bigger story than it should be. I, I saw it yeah. initially and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But now you're absolutely right. It's gone on and on. And now we're talking about it. So let's move on from Shannon Sharp and the Memphis Grizzlies and their beef. This is maybe this will be a fun storyline for later in the season. Who knows? Probably not. But let's talk about the finals logo. You saw this on Twitter. You want to yeah. give some background on this? Yeah. So basically, so I'm, I'm scrolling. I scroll Twitter every once in a while, you know. And uh, this person tweeted this tweet where it said, uh, when you see the the final, the NBA finals logo on the fo- floor. Sorry, I have a t- tough time talking right now all of a sudden. <laughs> but when you see the NBA finals logo, who is the NBA player that you think of when you see that logo? And it kind of made me think like, well, yeah, who? First one that came to mind was, in my mind, was Michael Jordan because, you know, he's won so many in a row and I don't know, maybe just because of the time I grew up in. But there's also like some other teams and some other players that pop into mind. So it it just kind of, I actually retweeted that because it just kind of made me think a little bit. And I I was curious to see, like, who did you think of? Like when I first talked about that tweet to you, like who was the first person that popped into your mind? Was it Michael Jordan too or was it something, someone else? No, for me it was uh, was it Jerry West who the the, the it's based on right? Well, are you, well I guess the, well, okay. no, so, so you're this, talking about the NBA, just, you're not talking about the NBA logo. Yeah, yeah. I right. see your I see your tweet now. Yeah, it just says so, the finals. Yeah. It's just in cursive. So yeah. like that logo, that the finals. You know, the like right after the playoffs are, yep. are finished, yep. and you got the finals game. Who's in? Who do you think of? So honestly, I think of LeBron James, and that's yeah. just because. He was in the finals so many years in a row with the Cavs and with the Heat and then again with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. He's just played so many finals games. He's probably yeah. the first person that I think of. But Steph Curry came to mind. Michael Jordan absolutely came to mind. But I, I, LeBron ended up being tops on that list for me just because it seemed for for a while there, every year, it was, you know, LeBron James in the NBA Finals. LeBron James in the NBA Finals. So Interesting that he came to, to your mind, disassociate too. disassociate those with me. Because remember that podcast that we had where we, you know, we were talking about how Michael Jordan isn't compared to LeBron James anymore. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. I'm starting to see these comparisons pop up, like, just, just right now, you know, like, he, we're talking about Michael Jordan and then LeBron, like, they're, they're in the conversation with just this Finals logo. It's just very interesting how all of a sudden it started to pop up and everything. But, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about LeBron a little later, but. Another yeah, player no, that I, I mean, their their fates are always going to be tied together, LeBron and Jordan, yeah, for better or worse, for because, sure. Yeah. Well, another person that popped into mind too, right after Michael Jordan, was Kobe Bryant too, because you know he, yeah, he led the Kobe. team so many times, and he was in the mix, you know, for so many years too. So, yeah, he was second. And then I started thinking about like teams, you know, like the Spurs, 
like actually having like a team in my mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I got like the Bulls and then the Spurs for teams in the finals. So yeah, just a kind of interesting, interesting just to see who people thought about, you know, when they see that logo, like, what does that logo stand for? And who do you think of, you know, who didn't pop into mind was uh, the Celtics surprisingly too. But I think that's because that was before my time when the Celtics were in the finals so much. So I, I think it also depends right. on, you know, how old you are and how old you are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. So I think it's definitely a generational question. But I agree that LeBron James is the first player, but when you said team, the Spurs popped into my mind first. So that does yeah. kind of show you how those Spurs teams were built, right? They're very a team dynamic. There were superstars on the team, but not, you know, not to the level that we see on some of these teams today. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's that's interesting. That was a that was a good good little exercise, Ronnie. Thank you. <laughs> Well, yeah. Speaking about the finals, uh, let's let's talk about my sons. <laughs> let's do it. How do you Your think sons are dying or killing it? What are they doing? So this it's week? been really weird, <laughs> right? So, so all over the place. So I I had screenshotted and we hadn't done a podcast in a little while, but my screenshot was just like the the ten games, the last ten games that the sons had played. They only won one game out of that, right? And then all of a sudden, like their last three games now, since I screenshotted it, they've won their last three. So I don't know what's going on with them, but like they are getting a little more healthier. Cam Johnson finally came back. So that's good to see. Aiton is out. I, I got to look up to see how long he's out and what he's out with, because that one was a surprise to me today. And then uh, finally, um, what's his name? Who's our point guard? Uh, Pete, Chris, uh, Paul, Paul. Chris Paul. Chris yeah. Paul the third. I was going to say PG3. Yeah, Chris Paul is finally back. <laughs> yeah. So um, glad to see them back. And yeah, now they're winning games because they're slowly getting healthy. Um, do you think... Now that all of our bench players like were starting and have all this experience, that maybe it may have helped the Suns in a long run too, because now we maybe gotten a little deeper. You know, we we haven't had our starters playing in a long time. We've had like four players injured. Booker's still out too, but now all these bench players have all this experience. So now our team has gotten like deeper. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it always helps to get those guys actual game minutes, like meaningful game minutes, instead of the garbage time. Yeah, and I think. We can say that with you know Bismack Biombo getting some actual real playing time. It's only going to help him in later in the season. Um, the guy uh, two nights ago against the Pacers had a really good game. Josh, what's his name? Josh Aogi. Yeah, I don't know if I'm Akogi. saying his last name right. Akogi. He had a great game that game, right? I think he scored twenty plus points. Uh, he hasn't seen a lot of playing time, especially productive playing time so mm-hmm. it was good to see him in the game and, and getting those points so i think you're right i think it absolutely helps and it helps the coaching staff evaluate scenarios and situations where this player could be good to come in uh, he right. does really good against xyz type of players so i'll put him in uh, those sort of situations so I, I, do, I do think it only makes your team better you never want to see it as much yeah, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword right you're seeing it because we have stars that are injured Mm-hmm. but yeah so you, you take the good you take the bad so sometimes there there maybe there is some method behind the madness of, of doing that rest of resting all of your starters yeah. all of your stars uh in a specific game to get some of those bench players some extra minutes so yeah i'm kind of interested to see how the suns are gonna end the season too and also just I mean, they're 500 go, right now right they're 24 yeah. and 24 they, they were been, second place at they the were start first of place at, in part they of the first season place? yeah okay. that one time they were, they were first, first place and they just have dropped like a rock Right, and what's interesting right now, we're just looking at the records. They're seventeen at seven at home. They're seven and seventeen away, so yeah. they're not as quite as bad as as the Warriors with their home away split. But man, mm-hmm. oh man, they are not a good road team. 
And they just won against the Grizzlies tonight, so I'm just happy to see that because the Grizzlies are, I think, they're second place overall in the West, too. So it's good to see that win. Also, a, a night ago, you know, you know, we were just talking about the finals, too. Did you know that the Suns celebrated their 30th anniversary of the 92-93 Suns when that team actually went to the NBA Finals and we lost against Michael Jordan and the Bulls? Oh, yeah. That was, dang, that was 30 years ago. 30 okay. years ago. So wow. I find it interesting that the Suns and the fans, we celebrate this finals loss. It, it just, it kind of is, it's so <laughs> weird to me. Like, is there any other, not just NBA team, but is there any other NHL team or NFL team that celebrates a second place season the way we do with the Suns? I'm sure there is. And part of that reason that we do is the Suns have never won a championship. So this is the closest we've ever gotten to. So I don't if you think... haven't made it to the top of the mountain, you you celebrate the the next step away, and I think that's probably what they're doing here. I don't I don't think I can if if there is any if you guys listening have any team that you know about that celebrates a second place team, please text us on Twitter because I want to know because I I seriously think that we are the only place in the world that does that. I we are celebrating. So I'll give you an example that's maybe similar. Okay. If uh, the one that comes to mind recently, they celebrated the, and I'm going to make up the number because I don't know it. Let's say 30 years because now, well, I don't know. The 30 year, 30 years ago, the Detroit Lions drafted Barry Sanders, right? And he was yeah. there and like, hey, and they took a picture and they did all that stuff. So they're celebrating drafting this player. They never won a championship with him. So yeah. what are they celebrating? They're celebrating that they sucked so bad that year that they got a good draft pick and took a player <laughs> that turned out to be pretty good. Right? So, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of on par with that. But they're not celebrating the like their one time they made the playoffs with him too, you know. Or I don't know if it was one time, but like they're not they're not celebrating their one playoff win that they've right. ever had so up until think, last year. I think year what you're focusing I think I think what you're missing here is the marketing opportunity. And that's yeah. why they're celebrating it. Because they're gonna give away what, a commemorative something, pen, flag, <laughs> a hat. bobblehead. Some, something right they're doing it that so they're hoping hey we're gonna celebrate this oh i remember that team that you mm -hmm. know i loved i love tom chambers and barkley and ainge and all those guys yeah I'm, I'm gonna show up to the game and i normally don't go to the game and i'm gonna get whatever stupid merch that they're giving away or, or they're trying to sell and i don't know so they're man. doing it to sell tickets I, I don't think their team is actually celebrating i think it's more the marketing department is looking for an excuse to put butts in seats First of all, can I just say thank you for bringing up the Lions because that is one of my other teams <laughs> that I'm a fan of. And of course you would pick them, you know, because I'm would. a fan of like the crappiest teams ever, you know, so like the, the Cardinals, the Lions, at least Detroit Pistons won a championship, but yeah, Suns never will. Yeah. But it was never, just, never kind of, it. you know what was cool? So I, I watched on Twitter, like the little highlight of that reunion. They went back to like the old announcement. Remember the, the old music that they had, you know, in the 92, 93 season, they actually... Like did the they announced the offensive starters and everything just like they did back in the day, you know, and the music was going do 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 do. I forget what who plays that, but it was so cool to watch that. And then they announced, you know, Charles Barkley number thirty four, and he comes out and the crowd just roars for him. So it, I don't oh, know, but the, the players were actually there too. Yeah, yeah. They so they the whole team was there. Uh, they they took Danny up the whole Ainge floor. was there. What, what was he? I didn't look at that. That's cool. Well, I'm, no, I'm asking you, was Danny Ainge there? Because he was on this yes. team. He's actually right next to Charles Barkley and Tom Chambers in this picture. I have okay. It. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Got I'm it. shocked by that as well because he works for what? Uh, the Utah Jazz organization now? Danny Ainge. Yeah. He's a GM for them, right? Okay. 
Okay, yeah, something I thought. Yeah, Kevin Johnson was there. So yeah, they they had all all of them. Well, I guess the important ones, at least, you know. <laughs> yeah. Was Oliver Miller there? That's the real question. Well, I mind. I don't know what he looks like now. So I see some a bigger guy that could be him, but I'm not sure if it is. Him. All right, Big O. Maybe oh, nickname. Tom Big Chambers looks like he's the tallest guy, but some of the guys are like hunched over a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Kempton, he's probably there because he does the voice of the Suns. Yeah. So it would make sense that he's there. I kind of, like, there's one way where I I think I understand, like, celebrating it because it was just an amazing season, and it really did, like, bring the Valley together, you know? I mean, where we didn't really have a good sports team in Arizona. We The Cardinals were nothing, you know? It was just all about the Suns that year, and it was just, like, a, a really fun time, you know? So it's... One 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 way I could view it, like, yeah, I understand why we still celebrate it because it was just such a good season and so much fun to be a part of it. But then the other side, I look at it as like, why are we celebrating a loss in the finals? Like, like we didn't beat Michael Jordan, so there's like nothing to celebrate there. But yeah. I don't know. I just found it interesting. Yeah, no, it's I, I like I said, I think you're probably reading more into it than it actually was. It was just, you know. Just a way to celebrate. Sometimes you need sometimes you need an excuse to celebrate things, Ronnie. Yeah. Sometimes you need an excuse to celebrate. It, it would have been the cold. Finish that year. Uh, well, they were best in the league, and they were best in the league. Yeah, they were yeah, first place. We, in we the West, that was like our franchise record up until the Suns beat it. What was it like two years ago? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So they were number one in the West heading into the playoffs, and they faced mm-hmm. off the Lakers in the first round. The Lakers were below five hundred. Yeah. And made the playoffs. And they ultimately lost against the Bulls, who finished second in the East that year. Uh, let's look at the standings this year, Ronnie. Yeah. And holy smokes, there are some surprises here. Let's start out West. The Nuggets and the Grizzlies, they are just pulling away from everybody. The Kings are now six and a half games back from first. At, the Kings are third place. First off, let's start with that. The Kings are in third place. They're six and a half back from first. They're four and a half games behind the Grizzlies. So the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, they're they're winning a lot of games. The Nuggets yeah. are nine and one they're in their last 10. Yep. The Grizzlies were nine and one as well. They fall to eight and two after losing to the Suns tonight. But those teams are trying to to pull away. And then you got a big old log jam pretty much from third all the way down. God, all the way down to 13th with the Lakers. The Lakers are five games, more or less, out of third place. That, and yeah. Anthony Davis, you said before the podcast, Anthony Davis is targeting coming back soonish. Yes, that'll help my fantasy teams big time, too. I can't wait yeah. for that. <laughs> I'm hurting without so, him. This is going to be just a slugfest down right. the second half of the season the the pelicans you know brandon ingram is still hasn't been, been back he's mm-hmm. you know they're struggling they're they've lost seven of their last 10 along with the mavericks who've lost seven of their last 10 so it's really anybody's anybody's game at this point the timberwolves are on a nice little seven and three of their last 10 streak the nuggets are on a it's, nine game winning streak right now so yeah, the so nuggets are so good crazy yeah i didn't expect to see him up there i thought they're probably going to playoff team right yeah. yeah exactly so again no any big surprises let's talk about the lakers we knew that we expected both of us expected them to be up higher i think we expected the timberwolves to be better yeah i think the, the biggest surprise right now now finally passed the jazz right yeah that was like the jazz had given up 
right <laughs> now they're still in the thick the, of things that's exactly what i was going to say the biggest surprises are the drops because the jazz they they were first at one time and all of a sudden they they dropped down the eighth yeah. right now and then the suns too you know they were the other big surprise we, we already went over them the lakers had a good like they were getting up there like they finally they're like so got in the streaky. playoff spot but then yeah. they just yeah they dropped again i don't know what's going on with them i thought they had everything handled you know i thought they were good to go but all of a sudden they just started playing crappy again so i don't know yeah out east the celtics remain in first place they're also on a nine game winning streak they are four and a half games ahead of the 76ers so they are doing their best to pull away but again the regular season doesn't really mean a lot as we found out if you're a suns fan you found that out but it always happens right you can you could be the best team in the regular season it means absolutely nothing in the playoffs some surprises to me since since we've last spoke here the heat have kind of pulled themselves up the rankings here they're now sixth in the east kudos to them they they really struggled early in this season but it looks like they're starting to put some pieces together victor oladipo is playing better basketball uh some of their shooters are are playing better basketball the raptors is is shocking to me you know they started off so strong Mm -hmm. they're now six games below 500 sitting at 11th in the east that's probably been the biggest shock to me looking at this Nothing else. I don't know. Do you do you, anything that takes your breath away? No, the biggest the Hawks, shock to maybe, me. They're a little low. The biggest one to me was seeing the New York Knicks as high as they are. I know they're only seventh, but still, just uh, I didn't think Benson was gonna you know help out that team much, but he is. He's he's killing it over there. So I think that's the biggest shock to me. Did I say his name right? Was it Benson? He's the one that got traded over there, right? I don't know who you're. No, Jalen Brunson. Brunson. That's why I didn't sound he didn't like get, to me. He didn't get Brunson. traded. He was a he was a free agent. Yeah, I, I say trade all the time whenever a player goes to a new team. But yeah, so Brunson, I didn't think he was going <laughs> to make right. a big difference yeah. on that team, but he sure is. You know, it's it's huge. And then Julius Randle is playing really good too. Julius with that Randle's team. playing good. R.J. Barrett's playing good. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a good team. Pers- I don't think they're good enough. Yeah, but personally, I totally thought the Pistons were going to play better than they are this year. But I don't know, just. I guess they have some injuries, you know, so whatever to them. Yeah, they the Pistons are and remain the worst. Oh, no, they passed the Rockets. The Rockets are the worst team in the yeah. league now. Congratulations, <laughs> Pistons. You're second worst in the NBA behind the Houston Rockets, yeah. who have won 10 games. They're on a 13-game losing streak. How hard do you think it is <laughs> to play on a team that has lost 13 in a row? I know. Detroit Pistons only are on a three-game losing streak, so take that. What a... Yeah, take that rock. <laughs> yeah, but no, I hear nerds. you. It would be so tough to, you just know going into the night, you're just like, oh, this is going to suck tonight. So I actually have an idea. Um, Coming up when it comes playoff time and you have teams that are eliminated for the playoffs and you just have no chance, I think if you match up with another team that's also eliminated, you should automatically have a contest for your fans where you can actually play for that team for two minutes. So it's kind of like the free throw shot, you know, where... You know, you, you pick oh, some sure, random yeah. person from the fans and everything. But just let's just see how... Two random... minutes is too long. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with this, but two minutes is too long. You got to make it like 15 seconds. I, I Because nobody's interested in these games, right? Nobody wants to watch them when there's two, yeah, yeah, two yeah. teams that are eliminated. So let's make it interesting. Let's pick a fan like me, you know, from the stands. And let's just see how an average person does playing with these NBA players. But one rule is that you have to bring the ball up. You have to play as a point guard. 
otherwise the NBA players aren't going to pass it to you, right? So you actually, oh, for sure. no. so you have to start with the ball. You have to dribble it up. Otherwise it's, it'll be like a technical or something like that. You know, but, I would watch that. I would yeah. watch that random and, fan and, last, last yes. position of the game. And, and both sides, you know, they'll pick like a home player, you know, a fan has to be wearing the Jersey and a, an away player. So <laughs> it'll make it even, you know, and let's just see how it goes for two minutes and, it doesn't have to be like the I, important part of the game, you know, but maybe at the start of halftime or something like that. Let's, let's just see, see how it goes. I thought you were going in a very different direction with that. <laughs> Where I thought you were going is you take the teams, so, you know, the top 10 teams make the play in games in each conference. So that leaves five player, five teams total mm-hmm. uh, in each conference that don't you have instead of a, a playoff, you have like a toilet bowl playoff where those <laughs> teams play each other in a round robin sort of tournament and whoever wins that tournament, they get first pick in the draft. Oh, that's so good, too. And also include the fans. So the fans have to play for their team, too. That <laughs> no, would, I'm not that including w- that. That would make the fans <laughs> play hard for them, too. We don't have to marry our own ideas, Ron. No, we have two independent ideas. That'd be ideas. so good. Oh, man. Just like uh, if we could like qualify it, you know, where like they actually get like good, like, you know, streetball players, you know, and like in Phoenix, you know, together for, to play for the Suns if they get eliminated. That'd be so much fun to watch. Let's just try it out. Just an average Joe. You know, and then you actually make the team. Too. <laughs> no, I thought about that like, too. When you, uh, the, we, the Cowboys game just ended. I don't know if anyone watched the 49ers right? Cowboys game, but that last play where Ezekiel Elliott was the center and he just, just got, got blown up. That's what it would be like if you put a random fan in a football game. <laughs> right, exactly. That'd be like some of those movies I've seen where they put the or the yeah. YouTube video, you know, where like, there was like the little special kid. It was like a make a wish kid, you know, or something like that. Where he, it was like a made up one, but he's like running all the way down. He got to like the ten yard line, and then when some dude just crushed him. Oh yeah, it was like, <laughs> like a, he was like the only guy. Yeah, yeah, he was like the only guy that didn't know, you know, that they were playing that for <laughs> just letting him score. Danced over him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he taunted him. <laughs> but yeah, Ronnie, um, I got a I got a trivia question for you. Okay, if you're ready for it, sure. Who is the youngest player in the NBA to, who, I guess, which player scored a thousand points at the youngest age? I mean, I'm going to say LeBron. I, I, cause he got, well, might be Kobe too. Hold on. Devin, Devin Booker. I'm going to Devin Booker. It's LeBron James. <laughs> which player was the youngest to score 2000 points? Well, I'm going to say LeBron James because if he reached a thousand, he probably got 2000 really quick. It's LeBron James. Okay. Which player was the youngest to score 3,000 points? LeBron James. Do you want to play this all the way up to 38,000 points? So he was the youngest player? He was the youngest for all of these all of these thousand milestones. LeBron I thought Devin James, Booker LeBron was there, James, but I guess LeBron not. James. Okay, my bad. So before we get into our LeBron James conversation, you mentioned that you had some trivia that you wanted to throw my way as well. Oh, yeah. But put I me on the spot, to, right? I wanted to tease I gotta look that up. LeBron. Uh, okay, so had it ready to go. here we oh go. So most teams, hold on, most team free throw attempts per game this season. So can you guess which team has the most free throw attempts this season? I've just found this really interesting. Um, I'll give you, so there, there's four of them on my list. Let's see if you could guess two of them. The Dallas Mavericks. Yes, correct. That's one. Okay. Got one more. Yes, I do have one more, Ronnie. Thank you. That the Mavericks was a, a, because yeah, you got Luca and he gets fouled. You got Luca. Yeah, he, fouled of course he's going to be on a foul it. line. So yeah, yep, think yep, of those players yep. that get fouled all the time, probably because. Yep. I'm going to guess. They were second. 
the Golden State Warriors? No. Let me know when you're done uh, guessing. I'm going to guess. But that was an excellent <laughs> guess. That no, should have been Ryan. on there. I appreciate that. I'm going to guess the Boston Celtics. No. Okay, so I'm going to go over the list. No. So yeah, yeah, let's number four. Top, top, top four? Number Perfect. four is New York Knicks. And then number okay. three is New Orleans Pelicans. Number two, okay. Mavericks. And number one, so those are all like playoff teams, right? Number one was Detroit yeah. Pistons. Really? How does that work out, right? I just like I don't know. That's pretty that confused the heck out of me. But yeah, I, I thought whenever I see these playoff teams, it's usually the or I guess the good teams, like you mentioned the Celtics, right? Like how are they not getting to the foul line more than the Pistons? And are the Pistons just that poor at free throw shooting where they can even win a game but they they're on the free throw line the most? So I don't know, just yeah, I thought that was really true. weird. Yeah. So I'm uh, looking up their three throw percentage real quick since that is that is something interesting that I wanted to see. Let's see three throw percentage. Yeah, they are, as a team, this can't be right. What is it, like fifty percent? Because it's got to be right. It's no, no, no. It's it's seventy seven percent. So they're pretty good as a team. That's not too throws. bad. Yeah, very interesting. So they just suck at. Regular shots, then. <laughs> yeah, they just they. That's all they get is three throws. Yeah. Yeah. The field goal percentage is forty five percent. Yeah, overall. that's you're so not going to win games like better. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was a good one. So, who has the highest assist to turnover ratio in the last four seasons? I'll give you a hint. It's one player. You're probably not going to guess it, but can you guess it? Assist to turnover ratio. Yes, yeah, so they have more assists so compared s- to ratio, turnover ratios yeah, in the last yeah, four seasons. What, he, they, this player has been number one. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was number one in the last four seasons to have this. All right. First, before, before I uh, uh, log an official guest, can okay. I guess the position? Can I guess the, it, that it's a point guard? Jeez, let me look at his position because I, I, I have to check it out. But you're probably right. You don't know the... If you know the, you don't know what position this player. No, nope, I just is? know the player name. I'm gonna double check. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure it's point okay. guard, but let's or see. guard. I'll take shooting guard as well if it's just a G. <laughs> Make sure I just spelled his name wrong too. That that shows oh, you how uh, is, how popular good, he is. This is good podcasting here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is point guard. Yep, I was right. He is a point guard. Okay, um, I, I'll give you another hint if you want to guess. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay, no, go okay, ahead. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. Is okay. he a starting? Is he a starter in the NBA? He has to be. <laughs> there's, there's gotta be. I don't see why you wouldn't. Oh be. my gosh! Doesn't even know. Cade Cunningham. No. All right. Okay, he's then on. The, he's on guess. the west side. Okay. Okay, that helps. That helps. I'm gonna guess. It's a playoff team on the west. On a playoff team in the west. CJ McCollum. Nope. Okay, he plays I for the. Up. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, okay. <laughs> Is it Ja? No, it's Tyrus. It's his name's Tyrus Jones. He's Tyrus Jones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you guess it, I would have been amazed, right? But it would have been pretty impressive. I I just so they are second in in the West. You know, they're they're really good. So yeah, yeah, highest assist to turnover ratio is this guy, Tyrus Jones. Is he maybe that that factor? You know, that is this the reason why they're doing so good because of him? Because he just does a turnover and he has. Well, maybe. Well, you can have a. You could have a high turnover to assist ratio, and and just like I let's say I have one turnover the whole season, but I have like fifteen assists. That's a pretty high ratio, but that just doesn't mean there must be some qualifier for that. So right? no, so in two thousand eighteen and nineteen, he led the NBA. He 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 has an NBA record. It's at seven point oh. So 
And then the year after that, he went, it was 5.2, 5.5, and this year it's 6.4. So he's had the best ratio for the last four seasons, and he's. I just thought that was interesting. He's like basically, All right, nice. I, I look at it as like he's the best, most efficient passer, where you know he, yeah. he, he needs to pass more, but he's also careful on his passes. He's not forcing it. He's, yeah, he's just, Never I just it, thought right. that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Just, just thought that was no, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, that is, that is, you know, not, good nothing. handles on the ball wins games, right? Yeah. Turning over the ball doesn't help you win. Just a player I don't know much of, but yeah, I just I saw that and I was like, huh, I wonder how that that is. I wonder how that worked out. I don't know. I think that's all I have. I just had those two, not not too big all of right. a deal, but yeah, I thought they were cool. So we're gonna do this in two parts. This is gonna be part one, but I wanted to talk about LeBron James. LeBron James is chasing history essentially. He just became the second player and the youngest to do so to cross 38,000 points. There is only one player that has more points than him. And that obviously is Ronnie. Can you guess this one? Yeah. It's that one guy that scored a hundred points a game. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's, I know his second name so much. It was, uh, break my heart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm too tired to think of his name. I, why do I have the name Chappelle on my mind right now? <laughs> yes, Dave Chappelle is the leading scorer in NBA history. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, come on. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if you don't know him from basketball, you might know him from the movie Airplane, where he played the co-pilot. He had a wonderful acting career as well. He's also one of the, I think he's in the Hall of Fame for uh, volleyball. Wait, so, so the Maybe. guy that scored 100 points, the only guy that scored 100 points in NBA, that no, wasn't no, him? No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's Will Chamberlain. Yeah, no. Will Chamberlain. Yeah, see, Chappelle Chamberlain. He's, same thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time points leader, 38,387. As of yesterday's game, LeBron James has 261 points to go. You know, Somebody made a, a model to predict when that was going to be, and it looks to be about mid-February is when he'll cross that threshold. So it's coming. It's coming soon if, if he can stay healthy. But I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this because this is LeBron's 20th year in the NBA, and I don't think people necessarily recognize how difficult that is, not just to be in the NBA for 20 years, but to be as productive and as just uh, – he's literally shaped the game. He – you know, you you can have the greatest ever sort of conversations forever, but LeBron James is just a phenomenal basketball player, period. Uh, so I kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about LeBron. And, and like I said, this is part one of a two-part episode. But the first thing I wanted to talk about was the hype. The hype when he came into the league. He was coming directly out of high school. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He would intentionally wear like an Adidas jacket while wearing Nike shoes and like a Reebok headband. Nice. Because Smart. he didn't he wanted to, you know, hey, all all of these companies, you know, this I'm open for business. Whoever gives me the best deal. And I that's yeah, that was smart. But it's just crazy to me that as a high school player, he was making you know mad money potentially yeah once he signed so he became the most the hottest prospect in the 2003-2004 nba draft for that season uh the hype you know the hype delivered mm-hmm. uh he his rookie season was fantastic first do you think you know we did we did a conspiracy theory episode a while ago do you think it was a conspiracy that the Cavs ended up winning that lottery and getting the first pick 
and allowed them to to draft their hometown hero. Uh, you know, LeBron is from Ohio, Akron, Ohio, got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you think that's just dumb luck or do you think that there's some something fishy going on there? If the Suns were second, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the league is rigged against the Suns. We all know that. That's that's a fact. But yeah, he he got selected. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers basically really did win the lottery in that sense. And they got to draft their hometown hero, LeBron James. His rookie year, he played 39 and a half minutes per game is what he averaged. Yeah. That is insane for a rookie. Uh, he averaged 21 points a game and 40, let's call it 41% field goal percentage, which actually ended up being his lowest ever field goal percentage. So his rookie year statistically was one of his worst years ever, which is great to see in some ways because, you know, he, he still put up insane numbers for a rookie. Yeah, right. But just to have, just to have that be his worst season. He was 19 years old uh, by the time the season finished. That was the only year so far in his his 20-year career. And obviously they haven't picked the all-star game this year, uh, but he'll certainly be in the all-star game. That was the only year he was not selected to be an all-star was his rookie year. He's been an all-star for 18 consecutive years. This would be his 19th year if he is selected. Uh, that just tells you, man, the hype The hype was real that year. Mm-hmm. He came out and, you know, originally he started as a guard. He later moved to a forward. Well, yeah, he gets and taller just, and taller, so he starts getting deeper just, and deeper in those yeah. bigger positions. So, yeah. Yeah, he picked up weight. You know, got bigger, got stronger, but he started off as a shooting guard that first year with the Cleveland Cavaliers before moving to forward, ended up as powered forward with his time in Miami, which kind of makes sense when they had a pretty solid guard team there. Uh, He now plays, uh, I mean, one year they have him listed as a point guard, the next year they have him listed as power forward. I don't think it matters. LeBron can play pretty much any position. Um, Did you see the tweet? Yeah, well, first of all, did you see the tweet about Spolstra where he was saying like, there was something where someone has asked me, like, do you, do you wish you did anything different with LeBron? He was like, well, yeah, I just, LeBron is a player that could play like any position. And that's one of my regrets, regrets is like not being brave enough to play him in every position because he could be the leader. Yeah. He could lead every position. Like he could play him anywhere. Like he's, he's a unicorn, you know? So I thought that was an interesting <laughs> yeah. little well, that quote is interesting by him. Quote. Sometimes you just get your mind, you know, everyone in the NBA, you have to fit into this box. And LeBron mm-hmm. doesn't fit into that box. He he's yeah. a very unique piece, and yeah, you could have put him anywhere. But can, can uh, we go uh, back to the you, draft that you're talking about too? I'm sorry, go ahead. You sure. can finish your thought. But yeah, go. No, no, I was gonna say, do you remember the hype coming out when LeBron I, was? Uh, I really don't. Drafted. So, so 2003 been, was yeah, we would have two years after high school for me, and I yeah, yeah, I was a really busy time for me because of college, and I kind of gave up on watching the Suns at that time and all basketball because I just I kind of like got away from the game. I just quit playing it. I kind of lost some interest in it for like five years. So yeah, I missed all that interest okay. in LeBron James. I'm going back to 2003 with the draft. So yeah, it was LeBron James, Darko Milicic, Kamal Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade was fifth. So yeah, just look at like all, all, I think LeBron probably wanted to play with those guys the whole entire time, right? Chris, Chris Bosh and Dwayne yeah, Wade because maybe. they were in his draft class. So I think when he had the opportunity to, you know, talk to them and be like, "Hey, we should combine forces and go to Miami," you know, and that's probably why they all combined too. But also, going back to your conspiracy theory of being in Cleveland and having him being drafted, second was Detroit, and then there was Denver, Toronto, and Miami, right? So, 
Detroit right. was second. So yes, it was conspiracy because <laughs> <laughs> the league didn't want any anything come out of Detroit at the time. They didn't. I don't know. It was Detroit was like they didn't look it at the time. You know, they were still. I don't know. It, it's well, kind of hard to explain. Part of the reason but... is who did they take at number two? They left Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade on the board. Right. And they took this guy that had played in 468 games total his career. He had mm-hmm. a 10 year career, but he was never a starter. He yeah. was never a superstar. And we've, we've done our, we've did this as a redraft several yep. episodes ago, probably last season even. Uh, so you, you go ahead and listen to that if you haven't already. But yeah, he was the top of this draft class. I remember. Going back to the hype that colleges were going to his high school to try to talk to him to see like, hey man, do you want to you want to come to college instead of the NBA? <laughs> and it was just I can only imagine what that's what that was like, just because it's like you have to try, right? You have to make a pitch, but can you imagine if you would have gone to college? I know. Well, does if, that team win the national championship? If you oh, go to of college? course, yes, absolutely. I mean, why why wouldn't they? If you have the best player in the NBA playing in college, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, I know he. I understand he was younger and everything. Yeah, he didn't have his best shooting, you know, percentage his first year, but still, I, I mean, yeah, he would have won. So the hype for LeBron James was real. He guaranteed. He basically came out extremely productive. He started seventy nine games that year for the Cavs. Uh, I mentioned that he was an All Star year two. He's been an All Star every ever since. He first made the playoffs in his third year. They made it to the second round. So the first two years, they didn't make the playoffs. He made his NBA Finals for the first time in his fourth year, but he would not win his first title until his ninth season with the NBA. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Miami Heat. So he didn't win a title until he got until he got to Miami, and that was some of the frustrations that led to him obviously leaving Cleveland. Was that they they couldn't build a team around him because you know you need high draft picks to get some of these superstar players or some of these young, talented players. And because of LeBron being so good, they weren't getting good draft picks. They're they were late in the first round. Did he um, win so Rookie of the Year? The Do lead. you know? Yeah, he won Rookie of the Year. Okay, I kind of yeah. figured it. So did Michael Jordan. So just just wondering. I'm kind of comparing. So yeah. oh, Okay, pairing resumes. So, yeah, so Michael Jordan, he was drafted in 1985. He won Rookie of the Year in 1985, right? But he won his first championship in 91, so... How is that different from LeBron? With LeBron, it took him nine years, right? And it took Michael Jordan took him nine six years. years. Yeah. So yeah, just just kind of comparing. But yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that's the hype. The hype was real coming out of high school. Gosh, I keep saying college, but coming out of high school, <laughs> he had uh, an absurd amount of hype. And he's not the first player that's had sort of you know the next Jordan mm-hmm. uh, sort of hype coming out. And even since then, right, the next Kobe, the next whatever, everyone wants to be the next whatever. Yeah. Most of that time, that hype doesn't deliver. Uh, it absolutely delivered with an exclamation point on LeBron James coming out from high school. And when you look at his rookie year, he looks so small. He looks so right. undersized, and you know he definitely bulked guy. up, which yeah, which we knew was going to happen when, when he got the NBA. Well, and plus that cer- the, certainly helped with him. That was like the baggy uh, days too. Yeah, so like it used to be wear baggy or clothing, clothing. So yeah. it ma- used to make you look smaller make too. So maybe that's scarier. part of it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to talk about is a subject near and dear to my heart, and that's the hair. Yeah. LeBron used to wear a headband and it was to try to cover his hairline. And there's some really funny pictures. You can find them online where the headband just gets higher and higher and yeah. higher on his head <laughs> to try to hide that. And at some point he got hair plugs 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when he went to Miami is when he got hair plugs because all of a sudden, you know, they, they joke about the greatest comeback in NBA history is LeBron's hairline. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden it was just thick and luscious. And I think at that point is when he realized I can make a lot more money if I get into commercials and acting. Yes. And, and that's a very vain world. So let me let me spend some of my money on on hair plugs. And uh, he had some hair malfunctions over the year. I, I watched a highlight yep. where he was on the Lakers and Anthony Davis was telling him, hey, man, your hair fell out. <laughs> so he had to adjust his headband yeah. and then pull some of his hair out of it. So he, he has an interesting relationship with hair. I say it's near and dear to my heart. I started going bald in high school. I should have just wore headbands. No one would have known. <laughs> you totally should have. No I should it. start wearing headbands now. No one will know. Yeah, you should like, what what is he wearing a headband? You, I don't know. You look like that one player that wears them right now. Caruso, I think his name is. He's completely bald and yeah, wears headbands. He wears a headband. Well, that's yeah. right now. It actually makes sense to wear a headband if you're completely bald because the hair doesn't absorb the sweat and it yeah. just drips in your eye. Yeah, that's why I have to wear a hat if I'm doing anything where I'm going to sweat. Otherwise, so, so yeah, that, let that, that be a lesson to you guys. Functional there. Yeah, if if you're gonna not have hair, if you're gonna go bald, make sure you have really bushy eyebrows. So at least it collects in your eyebrows. <laughs> the Anthony Davis eyebrows. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could shave his head. Uh, He'll have no problem with it getting in his eyes. Do you remember Carlos Boozer when he put on shoe polish to make himself look like he had hair? <laughs> no, that's hilarious. <laughs> he absolutely did that. And this was before social media was a huge, huge, huge thing. If some player were to do that today, they would just be absolutely lim- just torched oh, on yeah. Twitter. They would get lit and all, up. All yep. the news things. So uh, he, he was lucky he did that before <laughs> before that happened. But yeah, you should Google that picture as well. Carlos re- Boozer, shoe polish hair. I remember this too. And I, so, yeah, LeBron was totally going bald. Like this last year, like I was like, man, he's looking old, you know. Um, same thing is kind of happening in Durant. I noticed he's kind of having those bald spots, so we're gonna have to keep an eye on his hair too. But yeah, so LeBron. I don't he's... think Durant cares as much, right? But yeah, yeah absolutely. LeBron is going bald again. Yeah, and then so, so his like, hairline came back, and I think again, it's sort of just eh. yeah. So he's had the, having this horrible year with his hair, you know. And then at the beginning of the season, actually, I think even summer league, he was still looking back. But then the start of the season, it was looking all trim and nice, and just like you said, he got those really that was really good at hair plugs and all of a sudden it just like came back out of nowhere it was just such it was way too fast but it did look good but it was just everyone was looking like what yeah. did you do like and why 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 are you doing <laughs> that like i wonder how michael jordan would look with hair too because he's been bald his whole life too it's like i wonder if he's ever had that problem but he just i wonder if he ever he talked to lebron and be like you should just shave it like i did you know or maybe that's yeah. why lebron didn't want to shave it because he didn't want to look like Michael Jordan, you know. So. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe he was trying to set himself apart. From right. That. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. So the next thing I want to talk about this will be this will be the last one that we talk about tonight is the decision. So the decision was he LeBron James was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He played there for seven seasons, and then his contract was going to expire. So he became a free agent for the first time, and he did what free agents do. You know, they go around, they visit teams. I know he visited the Heat. I know he visited the Knicks. Uh, I don't know if he came to Phoenix or not. I don't know if he went to LA or not, but he, he did the rounds, right? He's going to, you know, take the private jet, get, go out to a fancy steak dinner, meet with these owners. He probably laughed at the thought of coming to the Suns. He was like, no way. Oh yeah. No way. So the decision, what it was is that somebody convinced him, Hey, let's, let's make this a prime time special where you will announce what team you're going to. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. So they did that. They announced uh, on ESPN, I think it was, uh, the decision where he, that's where the famous, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach 
quote comes from. What do you think of the decision? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Really? I mean, like, that was the worst thing I've ever watched on TV. I don't even know how I came <laughs> across it. Like, this, how how did I get in that mix? Like, I I was, I think it was just live on, like, every single station, I felt like, you know? It like, was covered. It was a lot of media covered. Yeah. yeah. I, he I was the greatest player in the NBA, right? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was must have been on primetime, like, during... Like right before a Suns game or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know if I had ESPN on at the time, but yeah, I'm just watching TV and all of a sudden I'm watching this. This oh, it was just such a crap show. I hated it so much. So ridiculous. So I, yeah, there's. I I I kind of softened on my hatred for it. Okay. And I don't know if this will impact you or not. It'll soften you, but this is this is why. So all the money he made. For doing that decision, 100% of it was donated to various boys and girls clubs across America. So about that's two cool. and a half million dollars all went to charity. So, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty neat. Almost 10 million people watched the show, watched the decision, which is million. pretty, wow, pretty good, pretty good rankings. That's awesome. As a result just of for that, a trade. <laughs> yeah, just, just for free. It's not a trade, Ronnie. Come on. I'll send <laughs> okay. you a dictionary with like certain words highlighted. Whatever. Trade. <laughs> a signing. Uh, the signing. The dis- yeah. Forbes listed him as one of the most disliked athletes uh, in America, in part, and probably in, in main reason due to that decision. But the thing that I started thinking about is oftentimes you see it, you know, college. Players are going to college, they're a five-star recruit uh, for football, and then, you know, they sit down at that table and they have a hat for, you know, Ohio State or, or Florida Gators, mm-hmm. and they sit there and they, oh, and they put the hat on and everybody cheers. LeBron never did that. LeBron didn't go to college. He didn't have that opportunity to really, to really make a pick, to really decide, right? He was drafted by Cleveland. He didn't. He didn't choose to go to Cleveland. Yeah. He was told he had to go to Cleveland. So this is probably the first time in his life that he's like, hey, I have a choice here, and I, I kind of want to make a big deal out of it. I mean, he, let's see. He was drafted when he was 18. He played seven seasons. So when he's 25 years old, he's still a young man. Uh, just I, I feel like he got some bad advice from some people. But, you know, it was his first time he could really – probably ever make a choice as an athlete going up through high school i imagine his parents and his coaches everything was dictated to what he's going to do when he's going to do it who he's going to do it with where he's going to go all all of that sort of stuff workout schedules diets all all of that stuff so much time so this is probably one of the first times he ever could make that decision yeah. on his own so i i kind of you know you and I can attest, and everyone listening could probably attest as well. We've probably all made some stupid choices in our early 20s on a wide variety of things. He looks back and says he wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do the decision again if, if, if asked to. And I think this is, you know, you got to give him a pass. It was a stupid decision, yeah. but he raised a lot of money for a good charity. And, you know, 10 million people watched him make this decision. And he certainly had repercussions, right? They burned his jersey in Cleveland. Uh, he was one of the most disliked athletes in America, so he really rubbed people the wrong way. But I, I'm, I'm going to cut him. I'm going to give him a break. Yeah, when you're donating to charity, I definitely understand why you would give him a break. But he's just, he's just hurt me so many times in the past. <laughs> he's said <laughs> yeah. so many things and done so many things I didn't like, and that's great. Charity is great, but no, I, I, I can't give him that credit. Like he's just too much of a douche still, and I've heard too many other bad stories about him that I don't like. So okay. Nope, so that, that I doesn't change those, my mind. I want to hear those bad stories uh, mm. when we do part two of this. Yeah. So coming coming up still, we have the comeback. 
We have the China controversy, which is what made me dislike LeBron very strongly. And then we have the legacy, right? Charity work, acting, uh, various stories that you hear about LeBron and, and just kind of a miscellaneous thing of what is his legacy going to look like when he eventually leaves the NBA? Will he be considered the greatest of all time? Will he be, you know, just a sellout that swapped teams yep. a bunch or somewhere in the middle? So that's going to be coming up on part two. Again, LeBron is chasing history. He's closing in on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record number of points. He will he will be, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron will be the all-time points leader in the NBA at some point this season. Um, so we're, we're literally watching basketball history unfold before our eyes. And that's that's kind of exciting, right? You never yeah. know when history is going to happen. Typically, like, you know, someone could score 100 points tomorrow. You know, Devin Booker had that 80 game. You didn't know going into that he was going to score 80 points. Yep. You didn't know going into that, you know, Luka was going to have his Luka Magic triple-double, right? That just sort of develops. We know this is going to happen. We see it happening. There's probably going to come a point where you can circle it on the calendar and say, on this day, LeBron is going to cross the points record. Uh, so that's kind of neat to see that history uh, i'm excited about watching that game for sure. I, I, I certainly will be tuned in i don't know if you will what will they do when it happens right are they gonna uh, they're gonna announce it on the court i'm sure but will they stop the game will they commemorate it in some special way will they have you know kareem abdul jabbar on the jumbotron saying congratulations lebron like they've done in you know football when <laughs> when tom brady passed some of those various records yeah what are they going to do to commemorate it what is the nba going to do what is that going to look like all of these questions are going to be answered within the next month or so. So it's exciting. Yeah, only two players right now have ever reached 38,000 career points. So, yep, LeBron just, he finally reached that 38,000 point mark. That was a huge deal too. He's doing it. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm excited to see it happen. Uh, Ronnie, anything else you want to add before we call it a night? Yeah, sure. So I got a little pop quiz for you. A little, I forgot about this one. So, well, actually, I won't even pop quiz it, but just some stats. So LeBron, since turning 38 years old, He's averaging 37 points per game right now, 9.7 rebounds per game, and 8.6 assists per game. So even though he's hit 38, he's still like one of the the best players in the league. And that's just truly amazing to me. That's, yeah, he's so good. Just the longevity is insane. Yeah, I I hate him, but God, he's so good, you know? And uh, most, there's uh, two players right now that have, nope, you know what? Let me restate that. So most 45 point games by a 35 year old. Or, or older. Do you know who has the most 45-point games? LeBron? Yes, he does. Yep. <laughs> that was a pretty easy yeah. one. That no, was he a has, softball. He has, five, yeah, he has five of them. <laughs> uh, Jordan has three and one. And like everybody else, there's one other player out there. I don't even know who it is. Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. Oh, it is cool. Uh, it's exciting to watch. Yeah. All right. That is going to do it for us tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.